Craddock, Chief Sports Writer from the Courier Mail, joins us each and every Monday morning. No different today. Crash is with us now. Good morning, Crash. Good morning, gentlemen. And, uh, yes, <laughs> the drama's already started in Qatar. I've had a great weekend, lads. I've, uh, where I stand right now at the Courier Mail, I, I went to the Phantom of the Opera, 750 metres away from my work at Bowen Hills. I couldn't believe it. Uh, beautiful local production by Samantha Patterson and Lucas Lynch. I reckon it was as good as I've seen in, in two or three other different cities. I love the Phantom and, uh, to see these two young Brisbane kids put on this show, uh, it's just inspired me. Guys, I'm high in the saddle today. I want to meet them. I'm going to try and track them down and shout them out to lunch. Oh, is that right? Maybe we could see you write your own musical in years to come, Crash. <laughs> I'm not that clever, but I just... I, had my, I took the kids along and uh, I said, look, Lowy, you know, it's a local production. You know, they, can't, they haven't got the budget of West End or anything. And I just had my blown off my seat by how good it was just like as i said across the road from work here at the bowen hills and we've got so many talented people you know in the arts and sport in brisbane and you know it's just a joy to give uh, you know samantha patterson luke slinch i just thought they're two young kids in their early 30s put on the phantom you know andrew lloyd webber that's a high benchmark and it was outstanding i loved it so i'm gonna i'll let you know how i go paul i'm gonna have a mission to shout them out to lunch and tell them how great they are <laughs> That's very good of you, Crash. Well, not only are you a theatre critic, but you also give us your uh, underrated and overrated on a Monday morning. So let's go to that underrated first. Underrated? Uh, I, I love little guys that do big things. And if you go to the Albion Park Trot, you'll see a man called Bruce Wyborn, who he, he works there. He, he picks up the numbers after each race and just helps them get through. And he just bred from a mare that only had a, a couple of starts... A horse called Susan is her name. Showed a bit of promise up here, sent her south, and you wouldn't believe it. She's a trotter, not a pacer, a trotter. And on Saturday night, she won the Breeders' Challenge in Melbourne, a Group 1 race. And I just thought, Bruce is up there at Marburg with just a tiny few horses up there. Wow-wee, what a great effort. So well done to him. Your guest today, Michael Hagen. I just feel wherever he goes, behind the scenes, like whether it's mentoring Todd Payton at the Cowboys, whether it's helping Mel Meninga win a World Cup in England, he's a really good, strong, quiet, unpretentious guy who's got your back. And they're precious in sport. Well done, Michael Hagen. And now I've got a question for you two guys, all right? On Thursday night uh, in Brisbane, there was the Queensland Sports Awards 15 uh, finalists, including... Ash Barty, who broke a 44-year drought to win the Australian Open, and Cameron Smith, who won the British Open. Who do you choose as your sports star of the year? Wow, what a choice. Oh, that's tough. You go first, Paul. Oh, I was about to say the same to you. Um, oh, can they share it, Crash? Well, here's one thing I did have confirmed on the quiet there will be one winner. Last year there was two. This year there will be one winner. Wow-wee. Isn't that good? But as you think of it, Paul, I will say this. Underrated, I put it in my underrated column because I was going to make the point that having a superstar in your city 
is so underrated because you just get so much out of the fact that they live here. I saw, as Jim Tucker just said, I was down there yesterday with uh, Royal Queensland watching Cam Smith entertain 500 people in a golf lesson. I saw him at the airport when he took the British, the Claret Chug out and people came from everywhere outside Gate 18 to get their photo taken. I saw Ash Barty a few weeks ago at a signing session for her book. There was 390 people turned up out of nowhere. Every month that they live here in Brisbane, you get this beautiful, they sprinkle stardust everywhere. It's so good for a city. I've seen it with people like Ian Healy. You know, the amount of charitable work that Ian does is outrageous, you know, and he's been, he's been putting in since he retired 20 years ago. So having superstars live in your city is, is a beautiful thing. But uh, back to the winner of the yeah. sports awards, boys. Tip. <laughs> I'm just uh, having a look at it. I wouldn't have uh, Kelsey Lee Barber a million miles away from it either. Is she? No, she is. She is a finalist. Back to back and world javelin like... champion. It's not bad in a you know in <laughs> athletics. Not easy to do. Well, do you know what? When I heard there was 15 finalists, I thought, wow, that's way too many. Then you go through them and you think, hang on, Pat Carrigan, yeah. He won the Wally Lewis medal for Player of the Origin when Queensland won the Unwinnable Series. You know, there's also Usman Khawaja, his comeback. That, that, that's one of the greatest stories in Queensland sport this year. The guy who was finished and suddenly he, he scores 900, uh, 700 runs in, in a test year and he's not done yet. So... Mm. There's some great, great stories. Mm. But who's going to be your winner? Well, I I'm not going to pick it because I'm associated with the awards, so I, oh. I'm not going to... I can't... Like, we're, we're sponsors, so I don't think it's appropriate. But I just wanted to put it to you two and get a discussion going because, look, you, you, here's what you could say. You could say Cameron Smith not only won the British Open, but... Ian Baker Finch called it the greatest major of all time, the 150th British Open at St Andrews. That is iconic. And he won the Players as well, the Players Championship, the fifth major. Yet Ash Barty, I mean, this, this, we've had this eternal challenge of, of the female winning the home Grand Slam, the Australian Open, and then she retired. I mean, how she did it, she... She just stormed through the tournament and was incredible. So, yeah, it, it's... Uh, <laughs> I think you'd it's... have to have Smith, wouldn't you? You'd have to say oh. Cameron Smith. But I was thinking that Ash Barty, the last shot she ever played as a professional tennis player. Can you take retirement into oh, account yeah, when I you're know. talking about yeah. Sports Star of the Year? Um, I, I think, think you just got to take the achievement yeah. into account. And I think Good one, Andrew 150th is 150th. Edition. Yeah. Yep. Well, it, it's, it's a great debating point, but... But either either way, yeah. look. As I said, the the, the depth uh, it's the greatest depth we've ever had mm. in the sports star finalist field. It, it's incredible. So, um, but yeah, but Cameron Smith's come back to uh, to Brisbane. He's so chilled and laid out, uh, laid back. You know, it's uh, it's quite a beautiful thing. You know, as uh, Jim said, took the trophy to see his friends at one teamer on Saturday night. They all drank. You know, a bit of forex lager out of it, and this is the same trophy where, you know, it's been around the world. Phil Mickelson had forty thousand dollar wine in it. Mm. Uh, Stuart Sink put barbecue marinade in it when he was having a barbecue. <laughs> Got to the airport to take it back to the, to England and realised it still had a bit of sauce in it, so had to clean it before he took it through customs. Um, you know, r they've had Guinness in it. It's a, but it's a, the most iconic trophy in golf. It's lovely. Crash, um, 
has Cameron been blown away by the amount of attention that he's received back here in Brisbane, do you think? Well, he left three years ago and, and didn't return due to COVID and he admits that it's all changed. And Paul, he spots it in small ways, like going to the shopping centre. Like uh, on the weekend, as busy as he was, he just went out to buy a few things and he was stopped in a way he wasn't stopped three years ago. You know, people know the face now, whereas three years ago they didn't. And that, that is the truth. He was an emerging golfer, but he lived overseas, whereas now he's big and getting bigger. You know, and I think that this PGA tournament, by the time it finishes, by the time the Australian Open finishes, he truly will be... Uh, you know, just a, a superstar face. I mean, he's a superstar performer, but we just don't see him around that much because he lives overseas in Jacksonville. So, um, yeah, he has been has been stunned by it. He's a man in demand, but uh, but he's quite enjoying that too. I think y you see it upset some people, and other people it lifts them. And, and I think it's actually lift him. I've been, I have to say this. I've been so impressed by. Just his cool demeanour since he's been back. As if say, I'm going to enjoy this week. And look, tomorrow night he's at the Greg Norman Medal. He will he will win that, I'm sure, at uh, City Hall. Or he's an unbackable favourite. Then Thursday night he may appear by video if required at the Queensland Sports Awards. Um, he's playing a pro am on Wednesday at Royal Queensland, and so he, he's everyone's chasing him, but he's he's loving it. Mm. And uh, overrated crash. Uh, overrated. <laughs> this one came through this morning from a mate of mine who's in Qatar, and he's at the he's at the opening games, and he overrated his shivering in the desert because he said that they've turned the air conditioning up so high in these stadiums it was built in the desert that he said you're in danger of catching pneumonia. <laughs> so cold. <laughs> And he said, he, he said, he said, put it this way, tomorrow he's going to bring a jumper. <laughs> so, so, but, but that just shows you how abnormal this tournament is. And the other overrated thing, and, and look, is just that the, the impact of money on World Cup bids. I mean, I went back this morning and looked at the voting for this World Cup in Qatar. And in the first round, Qatar had 11 votes, Australia had one. Japan had a couple and the United States had a couple. So how could that be the case? Come on, you know, to, to, to be seduced by money and, and what they promised to do, they were never going to do Qatar. I mean, everyone's saying, oh, they decided at the last minute not to have alcohol in stadiums. Get away with you. They would have decided that years ago and then dropped it at the last minute. You don't make a decision like that at five minutes to midnight. So they fooled us all, Qatar, and, and now must face the consequences of being highly criticised. And, and, and sure, they put it all into stadiums, but what about their team that got beaten 2-0 this morning? As someone, Paul Haywood from the London Telegraph tweeted, if you're going to spend $200 billion on a World Cup, you might as well buy a goalkeeper, <laughs> which I thought was good. Crasher. Uh, you made mention there the Greg Norman medal uh, later in the week. There were some uh, within uh, Australian golfing circles that didn't want the medal to be named Greg Norman anymore. They wanted a name change. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, they made the right decision to stick with him. But I do get the debate. He's leading a rebel band of live golfers, and it, it wouldn't happen in America. They wouldn't do it. Of course, Greg's Australian. But I think what he's done for Australian golf 
uh, is, is, will never be forgotten. The small things as much as the big things. He was the pioneer in America, you know, of, of the guy who, who blazed a trail there that so many have followed. But he's looked after a lot of young Australians there. Then all of them tell the story. You know, they turned up somewhere at an airport in their first visit there and the phone rings and, hi, it's Greg Norman here. If there's anything I can do for you. It's that sort of stuff that counts as well. However, uh, and the other thing is too, how embarrassing would it be tomorrow night if Cam Smith wins the award and you had stripped Norman's name off it, Norman being his boss at Live Golf? And the other thing is, if you take Norman's name off it, Paul, who do you put on it? Like, who would who would want to be on after Norman? Like, it, it beca they become caught in the controversy, which is not of their making. So they held their nerve, and I know they discussed it. There were marathon discussions behind closed doors, but they had some very good advice that just said, look, let's just tough this out, and the storm will pass. And I reckon they got it right. I reckon they got it right. Well, absolutely. In my book, they got it right. On what possible basis would his name have been withdrawn? I mean, the Australian PGA is letting all the live golfers play. They're welcoming him back with open arms. Australia trades heavily with Saudi Arabia. <laughs> what had he done yep. that meant that he was going to have his name removed? Well, he's become a pariah in world golf. I mean, the, the two... The two tours, the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour, who are aligned to this PGA tournament, you know, they, you've only got to mention the name Norman and they fall off their chair. So th there is that. I mean, Rory McIlroy six days ago said that Norman now has to get out of the way of any of the future negotiations between the tours. So it, it's, you know, there's a heat on. Oh, don't, and, and you know, there, there is a lot of dislike among some PGA board members to Norman, but uh, you know, but but I, but as you say, I think they made the right decision. Yep. But I do get the debate, though. I, I really do. Crasher, uh, turning to another sport with cricket, we saw Pat Cummins captain Australia for the first time Thursday of last week in an ODI in Adelaide. Sunday we were expecting to see the same thing, but he withdrew. Josh Hazelwood, who wasn't in the eleven the, the game before, came in as a replacement, not just as an opening bowler, but also the captain. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Uh, uh, to me, it's just another cheapening blow for 50-over cricket. You know, rotating captains? I mean, come on. I mean, I, I didn't like it. But why I especially didn't like it, Paul, and Andrew, I'd be interested in your thoughts on this, is Steve Smith, I heard that he wasn't overly fussed by this decision, and I don't blame it. He is the vice-captain, and he's vice-captain of the test team. They left him as vice-captain. They did not promote him. Now... Over the next 12 months, Pat Cummins at times will be running on fumes. Australia's got the biggest year in its history. It's playing in, uh, a series, a test series in India, then it's playing a, a world championship test in England, then five Ashes tests, and then it's going to India for a World Cup. It's massive. Pat Cummins will need a rock-solid, fully-motivated vice-captain. Now, that man is Steve Smith. I wouldn't want to be getting him offside at all at this stage. I want vice captains a really sensitive role. Some blokes just bludgeon it; they just don't put in. And, and he's coming towards the end of his career. I, I want him feeling loved entering next year, Steve Smith. I want him feeling as if they value his leadership. If something happens to come and jewel in there, mate, I don't want to see him snubbed by for Josh Hazelwood. I, I just, you know, Josh is a great bloke. Everyone likes him. The team will go okay for him, but. 
there's a subtlety in this with the Smith's role over the next year as vice-captain. He has to be right behind Cummings because we'll need him all the way, Andrew. Who made the decision, Crash? Well, the selectors made the decision, um, and but it did surprise people. It really did. Um, I just, you know, the, they... S- Smith, I understand, you know, the senior players were consulted about it. But, uh, yeah, and Smith, his body language was OK the other day. You know, he, he he's top scored, he's in good form. But I just, I've always felt Australia undervalues the vice-captain. They just, some, as I said, I've seen some guys in it that just bludge and do nothing and they wait for the captaincy. And, uh, but when Australia is going well, they've got a good vice-captain, fully motivated. Jeff Marsh was a good vice-captain. Adam Gilchrist was a good vice-captain. So I don't want Steve Smith going into next year in a sort of a, uh, you know, they don't obviously know rate me sort of feel. I want him up in the saddle and ready because they're going to need everything he's got and more. Well, I agree as he crashed totally. I didn't like Cummins uh, captaining once and then going to his home ground in uh, Sydney and not captaining again and it being announced at the last minute. I thought that was a really poor look. Uh, I'm with you 100%. I think it devalued the 50-over format. As for Smith, I think he can be a really good vice-captain. I wouldn't have him as captain again, but I get where you're coming from. I'd like to see him as a good sounding board for the captain, whether it be Cummins or I'd have Carey if it's not Cummins, frankly. I'm not sure I'd have Hazelwood, but that's neither here nor there. Mm. Uh, it's an interesting my, my, one. My, yeah. Look, Andrew, my only query with Carey and Travis Head in that this one of the great... Dis- you want you want overrated? The South, the South Australian Sheffield Shield yeah, team do nothing. Mm. Season after season after season, they just win wooden spoons all the time. And that's why I always balk when someone said, oh, Travis Head or Carey. Yeah. They haven't shifted that team a square centimetre. Mm. Like when Ian Chappell was South Australian uh, captain, he took them from nowhere to somewhere, mm. you know? Good captains do that. Mm. Whereas they, they just, this South Australian Shield team, crikey, they couldn't win a chook raffle. Mm, no, that's a fair point. Well, what can be done for 50 over cricket uh, crash? Obviously, uh, you know, it came at an unfortunate time here and I don't take the sort of lack of crowds in this particular three-match series as indicative of a, the decline in 50 over cricket. But I think it's fair to say it's got its challenges. Oh, it, it has because when 2020 cricket was born about uh, 20 years ago, Mike Atherton was the first guy to write a column about it and he said... I do not believe it'll threaten test cricket. He said, but 50 over cricket better beware. He said, because it's faster than it and, and more snappier than it. And he said, and, and 50 over cricket just hasn't got the plot twists of test cricket, which will keep it mm. survive. Like it's test cricket is far enough away from T20 to survive. Like it's sort of like in the, in the same way that your local red rooster doesn't threaten your fine dining restaurant. You know, it, test cricket's far enough away, but 50 over cricket's right in the middle. And I, I just sense, I, I, if you see rotating captains and, and teams changing all the time and no real narrative behind it, people just get lost. If they feel the players don't rate it, they don't rate it themselves. And I, I get there was a good story in uh, a couple of days ago in Fairfax saying, hang on, don't judge 50 over cricket over what happens in November. There are always small crowds. But you can just feel it out there, Andrew. You can feel that lack of interest amongst the fans. Crash, in 60 seconds, because we're almost out of time for the show, is Adam Zampa going to replace Mitchell Swepson as the backup spinner in the Aussie Test team? 
He will be given a chance to trial for that. He'll be play a Sheffield Shield game. He hasn't played a Shield game for years. And it, it is a concern for Mitchell Swepson, but he's still got time to, to hold his place. He hasn't had a bad season so far, Mitchell, and his biggest bowling challenges will be to come, but I think he can save his spot, but they are looking at Zampa. Is that a slap in the face for Mitchell? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. They're, they're looking at other people. They're still yet to be convinced Mitchell Swepson is the man for the Test Series in India in February. It's a challenge. I hope he, hope he greets it head on and takes some wickets. Good on you, Crash. Always a pleasure. Chat to you later See. in the week. Thank you.